Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. with the freedom that he has won for us on the cross. So don't back off. You keep walking forward by faith in the name of Jesus. Our God is great. He just pray for Heather's niece, Belinda, and who was involved in a serious car accident and three of the family members were tragically killed a few weeks ago in New Zealand. And Lord, we just pray for Belinda, Lord, that you would bring healing to her. Lord, you would continue to heal and touch this precious family that have been through tragedy. Lord, let your grace, let your grace just flow over her. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let Michael and Heather know the hand of God doing a mighty work of grace in their lives, in Jesus' name. Lord, continue to bring wholeness and life into our families, into, in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, let's take our seats. Before I preach, we had some amazing miracles happen during the week, and we had dozens of people come to Christ. We had 30 people filled with the Holy Spirit on, on Wednesday night here. Who got filled with the Holy Spirit on uh, during the week? Look at that, some of the transformations. Others, it was a very, very powerful time. As God, yeah, God, give them a hand of blessing. And on Friday, on uh, what night was it? Thursday night, Dion didn't preach much, but just started praying for healing. And uh, Denise and Rhonda both had uh, sat on a chair and, and they'd had severe back injuries and, and, uh, and both of them got instantly healed. And the next day they were walking around, their shoulders are straight, no pain. For Denise, it was nearly 30 years. She'd been like that after a serious accident. And the, I got a, in a, interviewed them on Friday night and the, the joy in their faces was just unbelievable. And at the end of Friday night, Maddie, come up here for a minute. The end of Friday night... Maddie realized that God had been touching him on the Thursday night as they being prayed for. Maddie's ankle started to feel warm. And some of you don't know, but four years ago, Maddie was involved in a serious act. He was run over by a vehicle by a, a drunk man and uh, he tried to kill Maddie. It was a criminal offense and that guy ended up going to jail. But through it, you came to Christ. And tell us what's been happening in your, in your ankle. Uh, the bone has grown back and all flexibility is in it, and um, it's real strong. It was amazing on Friday night. <laughs> Matty took his shoe off right at the end of the service on the Friday night in the atmosphere, and he realized that what was a, a loose um, tendon there had now become bone, and it's growing back together, and he's got now full flexibility. He was jumping on his ankle that he could never, ever do, and he said it's getting better every day. That is a miracle of God's grace, and I believe some of these stories are going to bring great praise to God, because people can't deny a miracle. They can't deny your story. And Maddie, I believe that this is just another thing that God's done in you that's going to empower you to speak to a lot of your family and friends. And this is God's grace, and we're going to believe that it's just going to keep on growing back together. Sometimes God will leave a scar to show where you've come from. And there's still a scar on the outside of your skin, whatever, but it's a miracle of God because you nearly lost your whole foot after that accident. The doctors didn't know if they were going to save you. He was in hospital. How many months were you in hospital? Uh, a while. <laughs> a, a while. It was a few months, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a few months. 
and a lot of, through a lot of pain, but now God's restoring. Father, continue to heal and restore Maddie's body. Thank you for this miracle. Lord, for those bone growing where there wasn't bone. Lord, I thank you for the muscles, the ligaments, everything just fully functioning. And Lord, we give you praise because you are so good. Let's give the Lord praise, a shout of praise. Bless you, Maddie. Hallelujah. And God in His grace sometimes just does amazing things. And I, I want to encourage you, don't settle for where you are. We're on this amazing journey of faith. I want to share for just a few minutes today on how do we keep moving into freedom and victory and how do we maintain what God's already done. In a week like this with Dion Hockey, there's been so many amazing breakthroughs and transformations. And uh, Denise... Uh, brought a friend along on Friday night and she just encountered Jesus, got born again. We saw so many. Luke's mum drove two hours on Tuesday night to the meeting from uh, Mount Perry and gave a heart to Jesus because she was amazed at what was happening in his life in transformations. And we're seeing God's grace just overflow and we give him praise. Lord, you are so, so good. And I believe that there's more. It's not just an evangelist. They come to stir us up. Last Sunday morning, he challenged us to, to wake up and, and be the church and live for Jesus. And sometimes that's a bit of a challenge, but God brings someone in to do that. But I see as we arise, we see the overflow in our lives. Ephesians 1, verses 3 to 14. I just want to have a look at Ephesians 1 today of how do we build and maintain freedom and blessing and breakthrough in our lives so it continues to overflow and touch more people. Ephesians 1, 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. He predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him... We have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that He lavished on us. With all wisdom and understanding, He made known to us the mystery of His will according to His good pleasure, which He purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In Him... We were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of Him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of His will, in order that we who were the first to put our hope in Christ might be for the praise of His glory. And you also were included in Christ Jesus when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession, to the praise of His glory. Lord, let Your Word just touch our hearts and inspire us today, we pray in Your awesome name. Amen. Now, for those who are reading and looking at that closely, in Christ, or a similar phrase, is used 10 times in those first 14 verses of Ephesians 1. So I want to share a simple but powerful truth that to grow in victory, to maintain freedom, to overflow. It's when we dwell in relationship with Jesus Christ. When we understand who He is in us and who we are in Him. Because that's the core of our Christian life. Who we are in Him and who He is in us. And uh, it's interesting to note that it highlights the spiritual union of Jesus with believers. 
We know John 14, 6, Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Paul said, in him we live and move and have our being. And I believe it's, we need to strengthen that reality, that an awareness that Christ is in us and we are in him. And that's what strengthens us and connects us to the awesome power of God. His name is above every name. And some of those new songs we're singing are just so powerful. They just so exalt God and they, they lift us up that he's in control and how great is our God. It's interesting to note that verses 3 right through to verse 40 in the Greek were one sentence. Wow, there was no full stops. It was one sentence. I think it's one of the longest sentences in the uh, uh, Bible in the original language. Probably is the longest one. That was, a ho- that was a huge mouthful to try and uh, say that whole thing. But it was like p- uh, the Apostle Paul was writing the Ephesians. He got so excited. He just couldn't stop for a full stop. He just got so excited. He said, you're in Christ and this is this. And he just goes on and on and he just overflowed. Can you grab his heart? He was just so excited about it. We are in Christ and we are forgiven and cleansed. And he goes through so many different aspects um, in our lives. This passage declares that God, what God has done and is an expression of worship and honor to him. A slightly closer look at the passage, we see that the, he writes about the blessings we have through the Father from verses 3 to 6, then of the blessings that come through the Son, Jesus, in verses 7 to 12, and finally the blessings that come through the Holy Spirit. And he's just so excited, he's just pouring out of his heart. How awesome is when you meet a new Christian, they can't stop talking about Jesus. It just overflows. They sometimes get in your face and you think, whoa, just back off a bit. But there's so much excitement. How awesome is you meet someone who's been a Christian for 40 years and they haven't lost that excitement. They're still passionate about God's love and hope and believing for breakthrough and blessing. And I believe that God wants us to grow in maturity in our faith and understanding, but not forget that it's in Christ. That's who we are as believers. So we see, if you want to live in the overflow of God, we need to continue to strengthen our relationship with God. Verse 4, it says, we are chosen in Him. God chose you. Guess what? He picked you on His team. How awesome is that? God picked you on His team. No matter what sin, what brokenness, what family, what heritage you have or don't have, God has chosen and picked you on His team. He said, Ashley, come and join my team. Kim, come and join my team. Elaine, come and join my team. How awesome is that? That gives you a sense of purpose and joy that he has chosen you in the billions of people on the earth and said, you're on my team. You're on my team. I think that, that does something for your soul when you know you are on the winning team. Because I've read the last verse in the Bible and we win. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we win. Not like the Australian Wallabies, they still haven't worked out how to win. But we win. We read the, I've read the last chapter. God's chosen us to be on his winning team. Hallelujah. That, that puts something in your soul when you know that he's chosen you and I by his grace through Christ to be on his winning team. In verse 5 it says, In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ. He's adopted us into his family through Jesus. Wow, we weren't naturally born into his kingdom. That's why we have to be born again into his kingdom. He's adopted, he's predestined, he's called us. And we choose to respond. In verses 7 and 8 in the Amplified it says, In him we have redemption. That is our deliverance 
and salvation through his blood, which paid the penalty for our sin and resulted in the forgiveness and complete pardon of our sin in accordance with the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us. Wow. Redemption. He lavishes his love on us. So whenever the enemy starts pressuring you or lying to you, or you don't feel like you're really a strong Christian, don't forget, this is what the Word of God says about us and about you, that we have been redeemed. The Ephesians were familiar with the Greek and Roman practice of redemption. Slaves were freed by the payment of a ransom. The ransom necessary to free sinners from the control of sin and the resulting curse of the law was the death of Christ and the shedding of His blood. In Him, we have redemption. We've been ransomed. We've been paid for. And so, therefore, we have a privilege and a right to live as His sons and daughters. Don't settle for less. Don't doubt, well, do I really fit in or not? No, God says you do. I've chosen you on my team. Secondly, when we walk in understanding of Christ, we get our identity. So you get your relationship with God through Jesus. Secondly, we get our identity in Him. How many people, even sometimes in churches, and especially in our nation, don't know who they are and where they're going? They're searching for identity. They're trying to find it. They're just so lost because without Christ, we don't really know who we are because we were created with a spirit that's meant to be in relationship with God through Jesus. Without that, no matter what you achieve in this world, there is a lostness, there's an emptiness, there's a searching, there's a drivenness to try and fulfill something inside of us. And even as believers, sometimes we get a mixture of the world system and the kingdom of God system. And we need to make sure our identity is in Christ. That that is the truth. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is... In Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So to be born again is to be in Christ. To mature in our relationship is to be in Christ. That's where it starts, that's where it continues, and that's where it finishes. In Christ, our identity is in Him. In Jesus, I live and move and have my being. He has created you with your unique personality, thank God, unique looks, unique characteristics, unique DNA and fingerprints, unique calling and purpose, and He's created you like that. But the enemy tries to damage or destroy the image and purpose of God in your life. That's what sin is. That's what the schemes of the enemy are to try and damage and destroy the image of Christ. Jesus died on the cross so that can be restored. And so the journey of walking as a follower of Jesus is the restoration of our identity in Christ. The enemy will battle that. He will bring condemnation and shame and guilt or failure or pressure or persecution. All of those things are trying to rob you and get you to step back from the identity of who you really are in Jesus Christ. But if you want to grow in freedom, you need to remind yourself, I am a new creation in Christ. I'm an overcomer in Christ. I am a believer in Christ. And so that strength grows in our heart. And we need to know these scriptures and declare them. And some people have that whole confession. That whole page of about 25 scriptures of the I am's. 
I am a new creation in Christ. I am an overcomer. I'm a follower of Jesus. And, and some of them have that whole list of confessions and declare them because you've got to remind yourself of who we are in Christ every day. John 1.12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Beautiful. The privilege, the right, the honor in Christ. So, to be a son or a daughter of God. The enemy will contend with your identity, but in God we can come and respond to know that we are in Christ. I love this one. 1 John 3, 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are, with an exclamation mark afterwards. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. All who have this hope in Him purify themselves just as He is pure. Wow, how awesome. It says the Father lavishes His love on us, and so that we become His sons and daughters. Wow, sometimes we don't feel like that when you're wrestling with issues, when there's broken relationships and there's pain and turmoil and, and pressure. We don't feel like that, but you need to remind yourself, I am a new creation in Christ. The old is gone, the new has come. I'm learning to live in that freedom. I'm learning to grow. I'm learning how to let that overflow and touch people around me. So number one, in Christ, you get your relationship with God. Number two, you get your identity in Him. And thirdly, you start to realize the purposes and rewards of living in Christ. Wow, the purpose and rewards of living in Christ. Verse 3 says, We are blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Every. Wow. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. That is a huge statement. Some of us need to meditate on what that really means. Every spiritual blessing in Christ. So God makes a way for us. To find strength when we feel weak. To find courage to go on when there's pressure. To fulfill God's purpose when it seems a long way off. That prophetic word that God's given you, that promise or that vision He's given for you or your life or your family or ministry, it might seem a long way off, but let me tell you, don't give up. Keep moving forward. The seasons come and go and change. But our God, as we walk in Him, has a divine purpose and destiny for our lives. Don't let go of His purpose. Because it says, we are blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. You say, well, I want it on the earth. We get it in the spiritual realm, and then it translates, and we live it out on the earth. Touching heaven, changing earth. That's why we worship so passionately. The God we can't see with our natural eyes, but our spirits know He's here and real. That's why we pray and ask God for help. That's why we declare the promises of God's Word into the heavenly realm, and then we bring it onto earth, so we touch heaven and change earth around us. We help others come into relationship. We declare goodness over broken parts of our society. That's who we are in Christ. Ephesians 2.6 says, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Wow, 
that's not an escape from your daily relationship and the kids giving you a hard time and, and your body having a few aches and groans and the financial pressures. That's not an escape. That is a connection every day with our true identity in Christ and then we live it out in our daily lives. We learn to show that love and that grace and that patience and that truth and we hold on to God's promises regardless of what the circumstances or symptoms might say. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places so you can look down and not be under the circumstances. God's grace is there. Live in the reality of His presence every day. He is always with us. During this week, we're in church nearly every night of the week for those who are able to come and others came once or twice and some have busy lives. I understand that. But the joy that comes when you just got extra time to worship and pray and be under the Word of God, something shifts in your life. Think, wow, I wish I could live like this every day, but sometimes we can't because we've got to live out our families and training and education. I understand all that. But there are seasons where God just reminds us of how awesome it is to have extra time in worship or prayer or in the Word. It just builds you up. You think, wow, God, help me to do this daily in my own life. Help me to make sure my devotions are strong. Help me to make sure I've got worship music happening as often as I can around my life. Help me to make sure I'm claiming and living in the presence, the manifest presence of God, wherever I am. I love Philippians 4.13. I read it in the Amplified last night. I thought, wow, I don't think I've ever read this one in the Amplified before. I can do all things which He has called me to do. That's good, because some people say, I can do all things. And if you've never been trained as a doctor, you can't go in and operate on someone's brain. That's not, that's not, don't claim that scripture for something God hasn't called you to do, you know? I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Wow, that's a powerful statement. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Wow, that is powerful. Leave that one up for a moment because that really just burst in my soul last night as I was looking at, I thought of Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But here's the Amplified giving a bit more understanding of what this really, really means. Wow, I can do all things which He has called me to do. Through Him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill His purpose, I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Some of us need to get that verse, get it in the Amplified, put it up, type it up, have it on your mirror or the fridge, wherever you spend the most time. Get it on your, get it on your screensaver. Some of you got that one. Put it on your screensaver. <laughs> put it on your mobile phone so when it switches on, oh, that just comes up and hits you. Because sometimes we've got to see that a few times a day to remind us of who we are in Christ and no weapon formed against us will prosper because God says in Christ we, can, we will fulfill and do all that He has called us to do. The enemy's contending with that. But let me tell you, when we get the truth of this in our soul, who we are in Christ, we can face whatever challenges come, whatever disappointments, whatever delays or denials might be there in Christ. He has purpose. You will fulfill what He has called. No matter how many 
delays, how many challenges along the way, that's a great promise for our lives. We need to know who we are in Christ and who He is in us. A couple more thoughts to wrap it up today. Back to verse 11 and 12 of Ephesians 1 in the message it says, it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. That's true, isn't it? How many before we really came to Christ, we were just following a path and doing this and, and doing that. But when you really let Jesus become Lord of your life, all of a sudden there's a purpose. There's a clarity. Relationships and work and study and service and whatever we do, all of a sudden start to get into purpose. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us, had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose He is working out in everything and everyone. Wow, wow. I love reading some of these passages in the Amplified or the Message or different versions because sometimes they just give greater clarity of what is being said in the Word. So we need to study the Word of God because it reveals Jesus to us. Jesus is the living Word. And one of the nights, Dion reminded us of that. In John 1, 1 and 2, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and He was God with God in the beginning. Verse 14, the Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Wow, so when we read and study the Word, when we worship Jesus, He's the living Word. So the written Word reveals the living Word. And it comes alive so that we can know who we are in Christ every day. And the, the mission that God's given you. The place where He's planted you in your family or your workplace or your neighborhood. There's a purpose and a mission to it because you are carrying the presence of Jesus wherever you go. Whether you're a teacher or a nurse or a carer or a parent, whatever you're doing, or a business person. You are carrying the presence of God into so other people can have the hope of maybe connecting with this. Galatians 2.20 in the Amplified says, I have been crucified with Christ. That is in Him I have shared His crucifixion. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by adhering to, relying on, and completely trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Wow, that is so, so powerful. Wow. Reliance and complete trust in him. Oh, Jesus. Verse 13 and 14 of Ephesians 1, as we wrap it up, we have the guarantee of the Holy Spirit. I might talk some more about this tonight. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the good news of your salvation, and as a result believed in Him, were stamped with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, the one promised by Christ as owned and protected by God. The Spirit is the guarantee, the first installment, the pledge, a foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own purchased possession, His believers, to the praise of His glory. Wow, it's like the guarantee. The down payment. Every time I speak in other tongues, every time I feel the Spirit of God moving and stirring and leading me, I'm reminded that Christ lives in me and this is the foretaste or the guarantee of what we are moving into and becoming. How awesome is that? He's the guarantee. The rest of Ephesians is just full of incredible truth. One other thought 
If you want to live in victory, make sure you hang out with the right people. That's why we come to church, to worship God and to hang out with people that are full of faith and that can pray and support you. That's why we get involved in life groups or ministry teams because we spend time together with people because they inspire us when we're down, they're up. And we're up, they might be down. And we stir one another up to good works. Don't forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some are, but press in and stir one another up unto good works. That's what happens. Ephesians 2.19 says, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of His household. Well, we're a big family. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus Himself as the chief cornerstone. In Him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. How awesome is it, the body of Christ? Thank God for the person sitting beside you, in front or behind. Who knows, they might have been praying for you all week. When, they were, when you were worshipping together, there was a, just a, a surge of faith and hope and love overflowing. Together, we strengthen one another. Come on down, worship team. Ephesians 3.20 is the last verse. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's stand in his presence. So we want to be overcomers. We want to build on the victory and strength that God's done this week in our lives. In Christ, in Him, we have relationship with God. Our identity is strengthened and secure. And we know our purpose in our lives. Wow. Let's just close your eyes and just thank Him this moment for the Word of God and for His amazing presence that God's picked you on His team. He's called us. Wow, how awesome that. He's called us to be on the team. We're Christians, we're followers, we're ones who are Christ-like. That's what He's called us to do. Father, I thank You for this Word. Lord, let it just burn in our hearts. Let it encourage, challenge, strengthen us. Oh God, I thank You that You've called us. You've loved us. You've redeemed us. You've ransomed us. Lord, You've given us a purpose and a destiny. You've given us our identity. Our sufficiency is in You, Lord. Lord, forgive us when we rely on ourselves or we just run on previous blessings instead of having fresh food every day in our souls. A fresh reminder that we are overcomers in Christ. A fresh reminder that in Christ I can do all things that He has purposed for us by His strength and sufficiency. What You have called us to be and do, Lord. The best parents and grandparents possible. Lord, businessmen and women, professionals, nurses and carers, and those who help people and teachers and trainers. Lord, those who are encouragers. Lord, that minister your word and teach it, Lord. That care and shepherd the people, oh God. Thank you, Father, that you've called us. And in you, we can fulfill all your purposes for our lives. Lord, encourage some today who may be discouraged or challenged. That today, Lord, we declare in Christ, we are overcomers. In Christ, you are more than enough. And we thank you for it, Jesus. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.